the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is fair? What is not fair? I bet if you think about it this morning, you can come up with some good examples in your own lives about what you see as fair and what you see as unfair. We learn how to recognize when things are not fair because from our earliest age, we learn that favorite saying which every parent loves to hear, it's not fair. I just spent an entire day yesterday at a youth soccer tournament in Birmingham. Let me tell you about fairness. Because <laughs> if your favorite football team or soccer team is playing and they win the game on some questionable play, you may not really have any problem with fairness. But if they lose because of that questionable play, you immediately cry foul and say, it's not fair. We live in a country that prides itself on fairness, don't we? All men are created equal. And there have been great examples in our history of people who recognize when things are not fair and they work to change them. Martin Luther King Jr., Ruth Bader Ginsburg come to my mind this morning. But for the seemingly ever-growing population in our country who find themselves on the losing side of society, our nation may not actually seem to be a very fair place at all. But how does fairness work when we talk about God? Does God play fair? That's precisely what two of our readings this morning address, two very different readings but both with the same message. First, we had the book of Jonah. We know who he is, the guy who was swallowed up by that whale. Remember him? But the story of Jonah goes much, much deeper than just being eaten up by a really big fish. Because you see, when Jonah found himself in the belly of that whale, he was on his way to the city of Nineveh. And Jonah was convinced that God should destroy Nineveh because of the wrong they were doing and just how far they had actually strayed from God. God sent Jonah to prophesy to the Ninevites that they should repent, they should change their ways or else God would destroy the city and everything in it. Those animals too. Well, guess what? They did repent. They changed their lives. And God changed God's mind and spared Nineveh. Now that made Jonah pretty angry because that wasn't Jonah's plan. He didn't really like the Ninevites to begin with. He kind of wanted them to go away. But God kept God's promise and Jonah left in a huff. Was that fair? The second story taken from St. Matthew's Gospel this morning is not really one of our favorites, is it? The parable of the laborers in the vineyard is not one that we sing about or we don't act it out during vacation Bible school. It's not as heartwarming as the parable of the Good Shepherd or the parable of the Good Samaritan. 
There are no real lovable characters that we can easily relate to. And something about it just does not seem very fair to us. You see, the kingdom of God, Jesus says, is like a vineyard owner who goes out and hires some day laborers one morning. And the story may sound as it describes some imaginary scene, but this is far from the case. Because this kind of thing happened very frequently at harvest time in Palestine. The grape harvest ripened toward the end of September, and if the harvest wasn't gathered before the rains broke, it was ruined. So it was this frantic race against time to get the harvest in. Any worker was welcome, even if they could only work for an hour. But for whatever reason, after a while, this vineyard owner decides that he needs more help. So he goes out at noon back to the temp agency or the hardware store parking lot, and he hires some more workers. They're grateful for this job. They're happy to have work. In the evening, he goes out again and hires even more workers. And for sure, they're thrilled to have work because now they'll be able to bring home some food to their families that night. He brings them back to his vineyard and everybody's working away. And at the end of the day, at the very end of the day, he brings everyone together, tells them all, well done for your labors. And he pays every single person the exact same amount. Is that fair? The people who worked all day long certainly did not think so. Why should someone who only worked an hour get paid the same amount as they did when they worked for an entire day in the sweltering sun? It's not fair. It's not fair. Well, brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you that what God's sense of what is fair is not the same as our sense of what is fair and what is not. And thanks be to God, that is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Because if the kingdom of heaven was put together and organized by us, we might say something like, well, the better you were at life, the better your golden mansion will be, or the better seat you'll have in the throne room before God. But that's not how God works. God says, even you, even me, who has never been called a saint, who has made mistakes over and over and over again throughout my life, even we are welcome just like everyone else in the kingdom of God. Our reward is exactly the same. That is a hard thing for us to understand and accept sometimes, isn't it? I worked harder at being good than they did. Surely that must count for something. Yeah, it does. You worked a little more to you worked a little harder to bring a bit of God's kingdom here on earth right now. That's good. That's great, actually. But that's not the end. In our colic this morning, we ask God 
that he would not make us anxious about earthly things, but that we would love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing away, to hold fast to those that shall endure. Because you see, our things, our stuff, our money, our pride, those will not endure. All that we are and all that we do here, even as important as we like to think it is, as important as we like to think we are, to God, we are all the same. Otherwise, it might be like saying that one of your children is your favorite child and gets all of your love at the expense of the other. We are all sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters in Christ. And the fairness that God shows us is the fairness that led that loving father to welcome his no-good prodigal son home with a warm embrace and an extravagant feast. The fairness that God shows us is the fairness that led that shepherd to leave the 99 and go searching for the one absent-minded lost sheep. The fairness that God shows us is the fairness that ensures us that God is walking the paths of our lives alongside us all the way through the good and through the bad because we are all holy and perfect in God's sight. Is it fair? No. It's, it's called grace. Thanks be to God.